On some level, we all wonder at existence. We look for meaning within and without. We try to make sense of why we're here and what we're doing about it. We've also been given in one way or another systems for making sense and making meaning. This show, The Ripening, is space to wonder at the scaffolding that makes you, you, and what you believe about yourself, about the divine, and about others. We wonder at the systems for explaining that we've been given, and if they're current and in alignment with us now. If not, there's invitation to renovate the heck out of your inner world. I'm your host, spiritual director, and artist, Karen Hibner. Join me in the ebb and flow of being and wondering about it. Hey y'all, it's Karen. Thanks for being here today. If you haven't already, give me a rating and review on the show and share it with someone that you love or someone that would be interested in it. Thanks for doing so. Let's jump into it. Let me set this up a little bit by taking you on my own journey for just a minute or like 10 or like, no, 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 I'm just kidding, maybe. I had a really amazing friend in high school and college that would give me the hardest time. He's an amazing person, he's wildly creative, would make me laugh constantly and was actually there. One of the only people that remained in my life through my transition from high school through college and through a breakup with his best mate. We had so many overlapping interests in the outdoors, backpacking, snowboarding, and we were both artists in our own ways. We also had a taste for the finer things in life. We were aesthetic folks. In college, he started to notice something in me. He would see me watching a room at a friend hang or at a restaurant, taking it all in. He would catch my eye and shake his head a little bit. He was so kind to me always sharing his home, his friends, his interests. He started saying, Karen, you're so judgy. It became his running joke or prod with me. I couldn't understand it, literally could not fathom what he was talking about. Everything I did in life was to pour out the love of God for others and draw them nearer and nearer to that love. Besides, I hated myself at the time in some really deeply held ways left over from high school that hid under the guise of needing a savior and being irredeemable without him. I was one of the only Young Life leaders that was still hanging out with folks that didn't consider themselves Christians, or at least hadn't dedicated all their time, effort, energy, finances to a parachurch organization. Don't get me started here. I was loving I was trying to provide access to the greatest love of all by being with them. How could I be judgy? I just hoped for so much more for them. Boom. There it is. Every interaction I had with anyone, I was running all the formulas in my mind of how they could grow to love Jesus and have an actually full life rather than the life they were living. Jeez, that hurts to even say now. But there it is. In literally every relationship I was in, I had ulterior motives. I never showed up authentically. And I was constantly judging everyone around me on the basis of if they were a Christian or not and how they lived it out or not. If they really loved Jesus, you know. It's all hard to look back at because shame comes in so quickly and easily in this space. But you know what? I was living within the context of what I was given on how to live. 
I was told that this was how to live, how to be a Christian, how to be good, how to prove that I was good, and how to actually have purpose in this life. I was also told to be careful hanging out with non-Christians, that they could pull me in different directions and pull me away from the fold, quote unquote. Many of us that grew up in the church were given a fear and a distrust of anyone that wasn't with us or didn't believe the same things, like even different types of Christians. This blows my mind, but I digress. We were told not to trust people, not to trust ourselves with them, and therefore to always be on guard and to always evangelize and show the glory of God. One, I think the immense pressure of navigating all of that in a single social moment. No wonder I and so many of my clients experience general anxiety disorder and our OCD. But two, we were trained to be judgy and not authentic. Woof. While navigating this minute by minute barrage of theological formulas in social situations, I could not be a friend, not a true friend. Eventually, this friend stopped inviting me to things, or I just couldn't figure out the judge piece and felt too judged to show up and declined invites to the point that he stopped asking. I can't remember how the drift happened. I grieve that friendship. I get to admire him via social media every once in a while and have so much gratitude for who he is and what he's doing in life. I have so much admiration for exactly who he is not hope for who he could be. I grieve all the relationships that I truly missed out on, all the amazing coworkers at Free People and Anthropology that I never really connected with and would never accept invitations from because I couldn't navigate the burden of judgment and I was afraid to have such fun and close friends that weren't Christian. I also feel a lot of sadness for that past Karen. She was navigating so much and trying to do it all right and she never learned to just be a people how can we how can we learn to just be a person when this is the context we're given the other day an incredibly talented wordsmith and directee of mine was talking about how they were conditioned to make their entire life and being a marketing campaign or a quote-unquote witness to the glory or goodness of god They were noticing how much of life they've missed out on and how much anxiety they've gained from this belief they were given. And now, as they deconstruct, they're stuck in the same way of living because they don't know how to live differently. Don't hear me wrong here. It is good and it is right and it is beautiful that they're doing this. It's their phase of their healing journey right now. And it's the same model for living. The methodologies that we inherited are powerful and deeply ingrained in us. This is why being versus doing language sounds good to so many of us, but we have to do the deep work around given beliefs and establishing new held and functional beliefs in order to begin sinking into being versus performing for the glory of God. And you know what? I believe being a person an authentic, self-aware, kind, and loving person that honors the divine and brings her so much joy and warmth and goodness, but that also feels like a different subject. The real curse of what we were given is the authenticity piece, but how it turns inward 
we were told to track on all of these things and have all of these ulterior motives, but you know how it translates in so many of us? Isolation. We don't belong anywhere, especially my folks that are in deconstruction. They no longer belong with their religious communities and they've never belonged with the non-religious folks in their lives, so now they belong nowhere. These feelings love to meddle in partnership with our given views of self of being inherently bad. Then we're in the pit real quick. But there is a different way. The only option for a meaningful life isn't serving a needy politician type God with another great PR campaign of a life. We can be. We can belong with ourselves with others, with God. That belonging starts with getting reacquainted with self and growing in loving acceptance of them. I mean, belonging and being isn't linear, so I can give a try at where it all begins out of my years of experience, but sometimes it starts with having someone else that totally accepts you as you are. Sometimes it starts with being that person for yourself. Sometimes it starts with getting acquainted with a belief in a God that is 100% loving and accepting. Then we can borrow on that love for ourselves and for others. If you identify with anything that I've said thus far, I invite you to wonder at where your on-ramp to belonging and your permission for being lies. Where in your life right now can you access that you are good, you are whole, You are free to be. It may feel like such a small answer right now, but it can grow. I missed out on a lot of things in my life. A fun and sweet college experience, dedicating myself fully to my art when I had more of a chance, countless friendships with really amazing folks, so, so much because of the context I was given. But I am dedicated to living loved now. And I'm fully dedicated to facilitating access to living loved and fully accepted to as many others as possible. If you resonated with anything I've said today, or you feel gotten, boom, or seen, shoot me an email and let me know. Also, if you'd like support on the journey of healing and growing into being, I'd love to sit with you in the spiritual direction space. Set up your free trial session with me today through the link in the show notes all good things to you and everyone you know. Be well. It's a gift and an honor to journey with you. I hope for all good things with you and everyone you know. If you enjoy this show, like, rate, follow, and subscribe, and send it to a friend. This show is produced on Arapaho land and is a production of me, Karen Hibner. I'm your producer, editor, and sound designer. Check out more about me, how to sit with me one-on-one for spiritual direction or supervision, and all things Karen Hibner podcast production and art at karenhibner.com. Be well, y'all.